Welcome to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you can find links to our social media accounts. Led by Pastor Mike Deese, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Now presenting this week's message. Psalm 105, a powerful psalm. I just want you to listen, just kind of close your eyes and listen. This isn't our scripture for today, but this is our really call to worship. The psalmist says, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of his wonderful acts. Glory in his name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. That's what we're doing today. We are glorifying in him. We are seeking his face and we are rejoicing in him. Our prayer throughout this whole pandemic has been that we would know God better and that we would love him more. And, um, a matter of fact, this morning, uh, a Mother's Day, I had already come to the church and it just something put on my heart to go back because Felicia was asleep when I left. And uh, I, so I went back and, uh, and, the, and the girls had uh, served Felicia breakfast in bed. And, uh, and then Rachel read um, this poem to Felicia that, uh, wow, just really enabled me to see more of God's heart. Uh, and uh, so I hadn't planned on doing this, but I got a special treat for you. Uh, moms, I just want you to, and well, everybody, listen to the words of this and let the Holy Spirit just l- lavish these words on you as you see the heart of God. So here we go. Rachel, special treat. Plug it in. Good morning. Um I first heard that. Uh, I first heard this poem a couple years ago, and every time I read it or hear it, I tear up and cry. And I'm not a mom, um, but it makes me emotional because I just think about the way that I, as a daughter, treat my mom, yet she still loves me like crazy. And it makes me think about the way that I, a daughter, treat my God, yet he just forever loves me and adores me. Um, So here is a powerful poem called God, Our Mother by Alison Woodard. To be a mother is to suffer, to travail in the dark, stretched and torn, exposed in half-naked humiliation, subjected to indignities for the sake of new life. To be a mother is to say, this is my body broken for you. And in the next instant, in response to the created's primal hunger, this is my body, take and eat. To be a mother is to self-empty, to neither slumber nor sleep, so attuned you are to the cries in the night, offering the comfort of yourself and assurances of, I'm here. To be a mother is to weep over the fighting 
and exclusions and wounds your children inflict on one another, to long for reconciliation and brotherly love, and when all is said and done, to gather all parties, the offender and the offended, into the folds of your embrace and to whisper in their ears that they are beloved. To be a mother is to be vulnerable, to be misunderstood, railed against, blamed for the heartaches of the bewildered children who don't know where else to cast the angst they feel over their own existence in this perplexing world. To be a mother is to hoist onto your hips those on whom your image is imprinted, bearing the burden of their weight, rejoicing in their returned affection, delighting in their wonder, bleeding in the presence of their pain. To be a mother is to be accused of sentimentality one moment and injustice the next. To to be the receiver of endless demands, absorber of perpetual complaints, reckoner of bottomless needs. To be a mother is to be an artist a keeper of memories past, weavers of stories untold, visionary of lives looming ahead. To be a mother is to be the first voice listened to and the first disregarded. To be a mender of broken creations and comforter of the distraught children whose hands wrought them. To be a mother is to be a touchstone and the source bestower of names, influencer of identities, life giver, life shaper, empath, healer, and original love. Love you, mamas. I'm not a mom, and that made me tear up. Uh, Moms, thank you so much. In all of your imperfections, um, just God designed you to help us see him. And um, thank you so much for that. And I hope that through that, that you could just feel some of God's heart, you know, for you uh, on this day. Uh, So let me just pray for us and pray for um, our time together. Father God, we just thank you so much for your amazing love and grace. Thank you that you have circled the globe uh, unnumbered times in order that we would know and experience you, that we would know your love for us, that we would know the measures that you've gone to in order that we um, could know you personally and experience the abundant life that you and you alone give. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for your design, for designing our world in such a way that we would see you through our moms. Uh, Lord, thank you for our moms. And we ask your uh, blessings and grace and mercies to be upon them uh, for their moms in all different arenas today. Um, as far as uh, that are that are just rejoicing over the love of their families. Some are brokenhearted over the dysfunction of their families. Uh, others. Lord, are longing uh, for their own moms 
and, and the relationship with them. But God, we just pray a blanket of your blessings and your grace on us today. Thank you uh, that your grace is sufficient. And we give you praise, honor, and glory uh, for your amazing love. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Wow. Um, all right. So uh, here's the way it's going to go down today is um, I'm going to just share with you a scripture that God really put on my heart uh, a while back. Um, and then uh, we're going to talk about that. And, and, and then uh, the Facebook Live will, will close. And then uh, Zoom family, be sure to stay with us for a time of worship and also just for a special tribute uh, for our moms. Um, but throughout this pandemic, you know, I've encouraged uh, myself and I've been encouraging you to please, please, please pay attention to what God is doing, uh, that this isn't some random act. God is still sovereign. God is in control. And as we've said the whole time, God redeems all that he allows. And so um, before we before we uh, ended our uh, time at Crosspoint with our Daniel plan, when we were focused on how God just brings together body, spirit, and soul, and how important it is for us to realize that he has integrated all this for, for our benefit and also for his glory. Um, there, there, there was a focus on uh, just what it really takes for us to change, you know, change some of our habits, you know, physically change some of our habits uh, as far as our diets are concerned. Uh, but literally what it takes to change overall. And we took a look at a passage in, in Romans chapter 12, which really is the classic text on what it takes for us to change. And, and I want us to relook at this um, this morning because the reality is, is that God does not want me and you to leave from this pandemic time having been unchanged. He wants you to change and he wants me to change. But in order for us to experience God and all that he has in mind for us uh, during this, this pandemic, it, it starts in the mind. It starts right here. To know what's on God's mind, we need to change our mind. And uh, it's in that Romans passage that, that we see this. And uh, we know the classic renderings of, of, of Romans chapter 12, verse 1, where, you know, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, you know, that you present your bodies. Well, in my time of reflection, I think it was back in February, I was meditating on this verse and I was looking at it uh, from the Passion Translation. And so it's going to pop up on your screen. And I just, uh, for those of you that are part of our Zoom family, uh, I want you to, to look at that. And also for our Facebook family, we're going to, we're going to read this together. But it's in Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 1, where the Passion Translation puts it like this. It says, beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Now, I'll tell you that, that when I was reading that, that particular passage, what just jumped off the page was that, was that phrase, experiencing all that delights his heart. Now we've been reminded, we've been reminded 
you know, through this time that, you know, that, that God is always at work and that he is always pursuing a loving relationship with you and with me in order that, that we could know that for which we've been created for in the first place. And, and that, and that uh, he invites us to join him, uh, but, but we must hear from him. And, and the experiencing God realities, one of those realities is that God speaks by the Holy Spirit. He speaks by the Holy Spirit. Uh, we can, the natural mind can't handle it but unless we are enlightened by his spirit. God speaks by the spirit uh, through his word and through prayer and, and through uh, circumstances through the church uh, in order that we may know him and his ways and his purposes. But I believe that that morning that God just through his Holy Spirit just uh, highlighted that particular phrase, all that delights his heart. And I began to ask the question, you know, well, God, what delights your heart? What could I, and you know, and immediately we, we, in the religious community, we go, we're serving him, you know, uh, working for him, sharing, you know, but God just immediately turned on a dime, my thoughts back to me. And I felt like this was the spirit saying, Mike, what delights your heart as a father? You want to get some perspective on what delights your heart? And, and I began to think in just the softness of that moment, you know, what delights my heart is, is, you know, not my kids just, you know, obeying me or, you know, going out there and being the best athlete or making straight A's. And, you know, that may, I'm proud of what delights my heart. And as I was thinking about that, the first thing that came to my mind was time. When they generally, genuinely want time with me, you know, not for what I can do for them, you know, or not for what I can give them or what I owe them as a result of that, but just when they genuinely want time with me. Yeah. And that delights my heart. The second thing that came to mind was just joy. You know, joy. When I see in them true joy, abiding deep joy, that just makes my heart, goodness, goodness. Just whenever there's just goodness in them. Um, you know, again, not doing good to others so others will do good, but it's just goodness. Man, that just delights my heart. Uh, a sense of security and knowing, you know, who they are. And, and as, I was, as I was thinking about this, I think God impressed on me this. That is the fruit of the Spirit. Everything that you're talking about is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And I went, oh, my, oh my gosh. And, and I, I looked over Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23, and uh, you'll see it on Zoom listeners on the screen right here. But this is what Galatians 5 says. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit, the result, I love the Amplified, the, re, the result of His presence with, within us is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. Oh, I like that. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there are no law. You know, and I, and, and I, and I was thinking, yes, it's those things were like for my kids. What really delights my heart is when I see that they, they show self-control, when they show discipline, whenever all the culture and the world and the peers around them are saying, do this, do this. And they're showing, so, man, that delights my heart to see that strength. 
And it hit me as I was looking at this that me in and of myself, I can't do anything in my own strength to delight the Father. Uh, it's, it's via His Spirit. It's by His Spirit. Um, I love, again, it goes back to that Passion Translation where it said, that paraphrase where it says, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights His heart. So many of us have lived our lives trying to achieve what pleases God, you know, or trying to strive for what pleases God. But it says experience. It's just simply experiencing what delights the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Isn't that amazing? You don't have to do it. God never intended for us to do it. We just experience via His Holy Spirit within us. Wow. And, I, and, I, and as I was looking at it, I looked back and I was just going, okay, all right, God, what's, what's the deal here? You know, how can, how can I really experience that? And I think that in that particular paraphrase uh, of that Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it gives us two steps, two things that I believe that God is inviting me and you to do today. Two things in order for us to truly delight the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the God of all creation. Two things. Number one, it, it starts by saying, he says, now, this is what I want you to do. He said, but he said, I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be a sacred living sacrifices, to surrender yourselves. And then it says, and live in holiness experiencing all that God. So that, I think that gives us two things that God is inviting me and you to do today on this Mother's Day, May 10th, on a beautiful, beautiful day. He's in two things. You want to know, you want to know God better and you want to love him more? You, you want to, to experience that for which God created you in the first place? You want abundant life? You want eternal joy? He said, here's two things, two things. Sur here's the deal. Surrender to him totally. Surrender to him totally. Now, you know my habits. Okay, I'm going, okay, what does that really look like? Because we all talk about surrender. What does that look like? And so I asked Siri on my phone, uh, you know what? Oh, I'm glad Siri didn't show up just then whenever I said that. Um, on my phone, uh, what does surrender mean? And, and uh, there's a picture for the Zoom listeners, but listen to what Siri said. And by the way, for you Facebook folks, there's a picture of my, I took a picture of what Siri said. Here, here's the definition. Cease resistance. Well, this is what really, this is what really um, stood out to me. Cease resistance to an enemy. And by the way, we were all enemies of God before Jesus Christ made a way for us. It says cease resistance and then the other, submit to their authority. Here's a, another definition. Give up or hand over. Just hand over. Uh, I like that last one. Abandon oneself entirely. Here's God's invitation for me and you today is number one, surrender to him totally. Not try. So many of us have spent so much of our lives trying to appease God, please God, you know, strive to, to be accepted by God, to be okay with God. No, no, no. He's saying, no, no, no. I don't want any of that. Surrender. Abandon to me. Stop resisting. Stop resisting. Stop trying. So surrender. Surrender to him totally. 
And, and I ask myself, surrender to what? What are we surrendering to? We're surrendering to his love. We're surrendering to his goodness. We're surrendering to his faithfulness. We're surrendering to his plans and his purpose. How amazing is that? How could we not want that? And yet we've resisted for because we're just so prideful. And God said, no, I love you. I love you this much, so much that I've sacrificed my only son and gave him for you. Surrender to him totally. And second thing is saying, in order for us to experience all that delights God's heart, which will cause our hearts to be so full, they'll burst. But number two is depend on him daily. It's just two things. Surrender to him totally. And then depend on him daily because that says, and live in holiness. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I, I think of that word holiness and I'm going, I ain't there. You know, uh, living, uh, what, what does that mean, live in holiness? Well, it means live in a God separated way that demonstrates who we really are. Um, I think that 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 really captures it for us. It says, here's how you live. Depend on him daily means this. Here, uh, it'll be on your screen for Zoom folks. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, by his divine power, what divine power? Holy Spirit within us. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. All right, so here's the deal. It says, because of the Holy Spirit working within us, by his divine power, he's given us everything that we need. What is it that you need today? You need peace? You need, you need freedom from fear? You need security? You need safety? You need love? You need companionship? What do you need? He said that he has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We receive this, how? By coming to know him. How do we receive what? A godly life. What is a godly life? Oh, let's go back to the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. We've received all of this to, to live this godly life by coming to know him who called us. And so God's calling to me. God's continuing to call to you. Don't miss out on what I'm doing. I care desperately and powerfully for you. So here's the deal. What God just was revealing to me, Mike, it's not about trying. It's not about measuring up. It's not about striving. It's not about working. It's not about all the things that we can do to serve God and how many times we can share him. It's not, a, you know, it's not about, it's about experiencing him. And I think if there's one message that through this pandemic, God has silenced us, and slowed us down. He says, experience me. Experience me. Perhaps for even for the first time, I want you to experience not who you think I am, but I want you to experience who I am. So here's what I want to do and encourage you to do as a result of our time together today. Ask two questions. I, I want to challenge you to ask these two questions right now. And maybe throughout this day, I want you to ask number one. Like Paul says, Father, in light of your marvelous mercies, in light of your marvelous mercies, what do you want me to surrender to you today? 
Would you ask that? Matter of fact, just kind of look down, don't look at this, just say, Father, and, and even in this Zoom virtual st- deal, what do you want me to surrender to you today? Holy Spirit, speak to me. Speak to me. What do you want me to surrender? And, and, and for some of you, it may be your mind. And you've been going, no, 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 no. You know, I've got to be, you know, I've got to be sound mind. I've got to have my, you know, God didn't ask us to check our minds at the door. Absolutely not. He asked you to surrender them. <laughs> He's given us these marvelous brains and minds for his glory and to function in the purpose in which he created us. And yet we hijack our minds. We resist him from having that. We don't abandon them to him. He said, I want you to get surrender your mind to me so that I can speak truth into your life. See, we've got minds that's told us all our lives. You know, I can't trust God. You know, I've got, I got to fend for myself. We've got minds that, that have said, uh, you know, I've got to earn God's approval. And you've been, your mind has told you that, and you've been trying to measure up to other people and to God for years. Uh, you've got a mind that says, I can discover meaning for life on my own. And that's what you've been doing. But he's saying, I want you to, I want you to surrender your mind. And then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And then you will use that mind, that miracle of your mind to be wired up in a way to where there's no longer stinking thinking. There's no longer world thinking, but there is truth thinking. Um, Just say, God, here, I offer my mind. For some of you, uh, he wants you to surrender your rights. Your right to be right. You know, and you've been living in such a way that you're just get so upset when your rights are violated. He said, I want you to surrender those just as Jesus did, who gave up his rights. For some, it may be your dreams. You're kind of miserable right now because you had these dreams and they're not coming true and you're mad at God. And he's saying, lay those down, surrender them right now. For some, it may be your expectations. Mamas, it may be your expectation, what your kids are going to give you for Mother's Day. It ain't coming. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. Um, It may be your expectations of others. Or maybe your expectations of God. For some, it it may be surrendering your family. You've been trying to control your family for so long. He said, I want you to stop resisting and lay it down. Lay it down. Turn over control to the one who's truly in control. Stop trying. Receive it. Experience it. And it may be your time. Lord, I surrender this time, this pandemic time, when it looks like you know, we're vacillating between, you know, sheltering in place and not, I surrender my time to you. And it may be surrendering your eternity to him. For some of you, it's just saying, I surrender my life to receive your life. Wow. Would you do that? Would you ask that question? Father, in light of your marvelous mercies, what do you want me to surrender to you today? You ask him that, I promise you, he will, he will, he will show you. Number two, second question, Father, in light of your marvelous mercies, how do you want me to depend on you today? How do you want me to depend on you today? What do you want me to depend on you for today? And again, for some of you, 
He's saying, stop depending on yourself. Stop depending on what others say. Stop depending on what you hear others say. And I, today I want you to depend on me for your salvation. He's saying, I want you to depend on me for your salvation. For some of you, it, it may be your acceptance. You've been trying to measure up. You've never felt acceptable. You, you've never felt God smile on you or very rarely do you. And you're all twisted up and wound up. And, and he's saying, listen, I have loved you with an everlasting love. He's saying, I want you to depend on me for your acceptance today into my family, into my joy, into my life. For some of you, it's your security. You've been so insecure. He's saying, oh, no, no, no. I want you to depend on me for your security. I want you to embrace what I say about that. Now, what does depending on him look like? What, what does that really, really look like? How do you really depend on him? All right, so here's an example. And since I don't know if we're going to have football in the, in the spring or not, I mean, in the uh, fall or not, we're going to use a football analogy. Okay, let's just say football. You, you are a player. Well, the first thing you got to do if you're going to be a player, you got to get on a team. You, so you choose a team. All right, so you choose a team. So I'm going to choose this team. And then once you choose a team, then you've got to get on, the, on their playbook. You, you've got to get their philosophy. So you get the playbook and you study it. You study it. You study it. You study it. And while you're doing that, you're still doing your personal exercise and your conditioning. So you're still working out and all that kind of stuff. But then ultimately, you've got to show up for practice with the team. So if you're depending on this, okay, I'm choosing a team. I got to get the playbook. And if you don't study that playbook, you're going to be like a duck out of water. So you, you get the playbook, you study it, you're exercising, you're conditioning, and then you show up to practice with a team. And then you play the game. So here's what it looks like to depend on God. When it comes to your salvation, that means you choose. Choose you this day who you're going to depend on for your salvation. You say, I've kind of depended on what I've always thought. He said, nope, I've already asked you to surrender that. Now I want you to choose me. I want you to depend on me, my team, and my way. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in should not perish but have everlasting life. So what does that look like? That looks like embracing his truth. He says in his word, the, 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 the playbook says this, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And you will be what? Say, depend on him for your salvation. What does it look like to depend on him for your acceptance? And that is this. He's saying, you can never do anything that will cause me to accept you. I've already done it through my son, Jesus Christ. You are fully accepted and acceptable. Where do we get that? We get it from the playbook. What does it mean to trust on him, trust in him for your security or, or depend on him for that? Well, it means that we go to his word and we see where he says, like in John 10, he says, hey, listen, ooh, once you come into me, you're in, in my hand and, 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 I, and the father's got me in, in his hand. Ain't nobody going to be able to take. You see what I'm saying? It, we, we just get down there and we marinate on the truth of God's word. God speaks by his Holy Spirit through his word, through prayer, uh, through circumstances through the church, through people that love him. So, you know, it's here that if, if we will honestly just take a moment today 
just think of this. You have an opportunity. Today, you've had an opportunity to just kind of give a little joy to your mamas. You know, for those that we still have mamas here, some of us are mourning the fact that our moms are no longer with us. But we take delight whenever we have a heritage of moms that love Jesus, that they are with our Father, rejoicing and worshiping and encountering him in heaven. As, as we think about, you know, delighting God's heart, there's such an opportunity this day for you to do that. And he said, you want to do that? Surrender to me totally today. There's some stuff you've been holding out. No, no, just go ahead and surrender and depend on me right now in this moment. And in doing that, we will experience all that delights his heart. I don't know about you, but I, as I look out across you know, our great nation, I see a lot of people that are traumatized. I see a lot of people that are hurting. I see a lot of people that are living in fear. I see a lot of people that are confused. I see people that are at each other's throat because they're coming at this from different mindsets and stuff. And they expect, hey, hey, here's the deal. God is sovereign and he loves each and every one of them. He wants me and you to experience all that delights his heart so that in joining with him and responding to him, that which delights his heart, as we surrender and depend on him, then we will be a light into the world around us. Man, my prayer for you today and for me today is that we would make those choices today that delight his heart. Would you pray with me? Father God, thank you so much for your amazing love and grace. Thank you for this opportunity for us just to get together today on a beautiful day to worship you. But we can't bring worship to you that doesn't delight your heart. We can't worship you in the way we want to worship you. But you have a way for true worshipers to worship you in spirit and in truth. And the truth is, it's only... As you, as we experience you through your Holy Spirit in us, that we can bring delight to you. May we do that in a way that brings honor, glory to you, and blessings on us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.